What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Bleep Blue Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you for coming to the show to check it out. The Bleep Blue Podcast is a gaming podcast where I focus on gaming topics outside of the norm. Now, what do I mean by the norm? Well, most gaming podcasts talk about, you know, the current news, current events going on in the gaming industry, as well as new games coming out, game reviews, things that they're playing, which is perfectly fine. And I'm may do that from time to time, but I wanted to focus on something a little bit different, something that I felt like most gamers talk about in their everyday discussions with other gamers. You're probably asking, well, where can I listen to this? You can find it on all platforms, so don't feel like you can only find it in one place. It's literally on every podcast platform to include Good Pods. So make sure you go check out Good Pods, G-O-O-D-P-O-D-S. Good Pods is a new platform that popped up. It's specifically for podcasts only so you can find all the best podcasts that you're looking for bleep blue podcast is on there as well you can check me out on social media i am on twitter and that is going to be at b-l-e-e-p-b-l-o-o-p-o-d also i have a website bleepbluepodcast.wordpress.com where you can check out the latest and greatest episodes to include a blog that accompanies videos that i do for retro plays games my youtube channel Okay, enough of the housekeeping. Let's get into this topic. Is there a console war? Well, the short answer is no. No, there's not. There's not a console war anymore. I think this is a great way to look at it. It's like Apple and Android. Some people prefer Apple. Some people prefer Android. They both have their good qualities and they both can essentially do the same things with subtle variations. You know, there are some exclusive things to each platform and that is the same thing with consoles. You know, there was a point in time when PlayStation, around PlayStation 2, I believe, getting ready for PlayStation 3, the Xbox came out. And then it was the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, then the Xbox Series X and the Series S. And, you know, and then there was the PlayStation 2, the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. But at the same time, there was still PC chugging along, which for most, the premier platform, if you were going to play on anything, was Uh, was a PC and then they evolved into gaming PCs because why because that's where most of the games were developed I don't know the whole game development process but I assume that the development starts on PC they're ran through PC with the same uh, variables and parameters that would run on console and then when you knew that it could run on console you did your testing on that hardware and then boom you know it was it was ready for prime time right um but in recent years PC is right there I mean game pass is the premier gaming game streaming platform to play your games on and you can play on your phone on cloud you can play on your console you can play on your pc and then playstation had the same thing for a while you know they had playstation plus or um, playstation now but people weren't really exploiting it and i think the move for them is to create some type of pc compatible thing that allows you to get first exclusive access to playstation games on pc i mean i think that just makes sense but i understand why they don't do that because then it probably devalues the console itself there is no console war anymore with such availability of games nowadays 
there is no reason for there to be a console war. What it really boils down to is preference. And for most gamers, it is safe to say that that preference is to have all the systems. I mean, there are some people that will only play indie games on the Nintendo Switch. Even if the Steam Deck is out and it can play those games and probably run them smoother or whatever the case may be, people will still play the Nintendo Switch for those specific games. And Nintendo also does it, does it well when they only keep certain IP available to the Nintendo. You know, like uh, Bayonetta 3, you can only play it on Nintendo Switch. That is, that is, that is great. Just like some of the other games, a lot of the Pokemon games, you can only play on Nintendo Switch. And I mean, there are other games, right? But the Steam Deck changes that whole dynamic as well. Because now, any game that is cross-platform, you can play on the Steam Deck. So, there's a whole another variable added on top of that. And I mean, with the availability of digital games as opposed to physical copies of games... Now, you don't have to have one game on one system, but you can't play it on others. Like, you know, the best thing to do is probably just have a PC, play it on PC. I don't feel like there's a console war anymore. You know, I mean, there used to be. And, and I feel like in the golden era of E3, you had those big, you know, showcases from Xbox and Nintendo and PlayStation that really premiered new hardware, new technology, new innovations, as well as new exclusive games. Now, I do think that Xbox, with the purchase of Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, it does open up its portfolio to exclusivity in terms of games that fall under those banners, just like how Sony PlayStation has been doing for years. And I think that's what makes those systems stand out. If I have day one releases that come out on Game Pass, why would I want the console? especially if I have a PC. But if you said, boom, we got the new Xbox that came out and we're releasing Starfield to console first and then a month after, two months after, you get it on Game Pass or it comes to Game Pass in three months, that would incentivize people to want to get the console. And that may also maintain the user retention on console because if i already have a console and i start to see that a lot of games are being made available to game pass and i already got a pc i just get the game pass and then what collects dust the xbox you know so playstation it's kind of counter right you have the console and you have exclusives that are being made available but then what is happening with ip that has already been released for a few years they're being re-released on PC. So maybe where Xbox got a good portion of the market in terms of Game Pass, I think where PlayStation did it well was where they decided, no, we'll keep the exclusives. And then in a couple years, we re-release those games on PC, which now opens the PlayStation Studios application where you can get those games via PC to play. But the exclusive new games are still only on console. So you see, so there's not really a console war. It's more of a company war that in terms of 
how you decide to market and push your product and and make it viable and relevant in today's landscape regardless as a gamer it's a win-win situation the the only thing that i think is not a win is when you look at things like vr i think oculus has it sewed up oculus has it sewed up and this is a little bit of a different subject but it kind of ties into the narrative a little bit because you have psvr2 right and they want to release the system or the device for i think it's 599 600 bucks or maybe it's 550 bucks or maybe it's 499 500 bucks in any case it's almost a, it's half a thousand dollars okay that's a lot of money i could buy another playstation for that price and go get an oculus for two three hundred bucks you know for you know 75 percent of the price i mean i'm saving 25 percent practically but to me that itself right there still paints a little bit of that battle of supremacy in terms of of product and and innovation in the gaming space it's just interesting how each company does different things and when you look at something that phil spencer said recently where he said initially when playstation said they were raising prices on things he came out said we won't be raising prices on things and generally speaking he went on to say that the price will eventually have to increase for certain things after the holidays because the reality of it is is if they're losing money in terms of the consoles then what do you do to remedy that do you raise the price on game pass i'm telling you i think the way forward is you take some of those exclusive titles and you make them specifically available to the console first the way they used to do because nowadays they're doing day one releases for a lot of games but i think what they're seeing is there's not a high turnover or conversion rate of players by doing that i think they probably saw more of a conversion rate from people going and physically getting the game or downloading the game to their system but i don't know you know i don't have access to the data so that's just speculation i could be absolutely wrong most likely i am I think that would be the way forward. I think you take the play, the, the PlayStation approach because in this landscape, you know, to be viable, you got to kind of do the same things. It's just how you do them and what you offer, right? It's like Coke and Pepsi. They're not going anywhere. They both offer essentially the same type of product. And it's just, hey, which one do you want to drink this weekend versus the next weekend? You know, sometimes I like playing PlayStation because it has these games. Other times I like playing Xbox because it has these games. Sometimes I like using Game Pass because I have access to these other games. Meanwhile, I like using my console because it has access to these games. You know, so I think it's just it's just how you pick and choose it. Like, here's a good example. I didn't have to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on disc, but I bought it on disc. You want to know why? Because I love having physical copies of games. I love digital, especially when I want to play something right then and there. I'm going to absolutely just download the game and play it. Boom. But if I want the copy so I can look at it in my library and see all these titles and see all these covers, that is a collector feeling that I know all gamers can relate to. So for me, I think it's it's whatever you pick and choose to do. In any case, I don't think there's a console war. I think it's just marketing tactics that are employed and how how these companies do them, uh, when they do them, and what the outcome is. 
Hopefully it doesn't get messy though and it stays competitive the way it's always been and it remains for mo for the most part friendly. You know, you know your biggest competitor is not going anywhere and it shouldn't. You should have competition and I think that that challenges publishers and developers to make the best quality product because you know, I'll go back and I'll watch some uh, video channels like Game Ranks where they'll do top 10 topics or lists of games and they'll show games from like Xbox 360 that look amazing. I'm like, this game looks dope and I wish I would have had that system to play that game at that time. So, you know, I think it's just whatever people prefer. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the bleep bloop podcast like i said you can check it out on all platforms go to bleepbloopodcast.wordpress.com so you can just get the episode directly you click the thumbnail it'll take you to good pods and then boom you can listen to it right then and there on whatever device you're listening to but if you are listening to it on a mobile device then go to your favorite platform download it listen to it follow it so you have all the latest and greatest episodes and check out some of my other episodes that i have all right and until the next one y'all like i always say peace